This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, greeny babies, babies, he's with 50 as a pop or kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, but God Hey everybody, <laughs> my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles, California on Tuesday, January 3rd, Two Oceans 12. <laughs> it's so sad how excited we all are by that. Thank you to everyone who came out to last week's taping at Flappers in Burbank. That was super fun. And yes, I agree, Pete Holmes and TJ Miller should be on a show together sometime, because then I won't have to say a word. Uh, <laughs> Doug Loves Movies will be taped in Vegas this Sunday, January 8th, 
2 Ocean's 12 at the Louis Anderson Theater in Palace Station Casino. Uh, it's over there on Sahara off the Strip. And I plan to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day by doing shows all weekend at 4.20 every day at the Sacramento Punchline. Stand up Saturday, January 14th with some Leonard Malton game at the end, and the winner of which from the audience will be invited to come back and actually be a guest on Douglas Movies on Monday, January 16th at 4.20. What's happening January 15th, you ask? A Benson Interruption taping, I answer. So... There's a, there's a special ticket price for all three days if you're that much of a psychopath. Since last I spoke, you listened. I saw The Artist and my review in eight words or less of The Artist. Excellent execution. Some boring parts. Emotionally satisfying conclusion. <laughs> I also saw Hugo and my review in eight words or less. Fuck you, 3D. <laughs> This has been eight words or less. Since MI4GP, SHAGOS are still number one and number two, respectively, at the box office, there's no reason to do watch this, not that. You know where I stand. Now it's time for Tweet Relief. These are tweets about movies written by me or friends of mine. Uh, This particular one was written by past and future guest Dana Gould. He's Dana J. Gould on Twitter, and he tweeted yesterday, I haven't seen Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, but I assume it's a documentary about talking to drunk people. (laughs) This has been Tweet Relief. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are the best. Uh, as promised, the third tournament of championships is starting tonight. The pl- prize bag includes... It's a heavy prize bag. Just hold that prize bag for a second. That's heavy, right? Holy shit. He confirms it. And you, and you can't lie if you have a hat on with an A on it. <laughs> uh, in this bag are... Uh, Weezer t-shirts as always WeezerCruise.com there's also a Weezer CD called Hurley that's signed by the entire band and uh, Doug Loves uh, not Doug Loves Movies but Doug Benson Professional Humoridian my first CD is in the bag and we also have this This is going to start This is gonna, two of these are going to give away who the guests are and one of them is going to make you go oh, what? <laughs> uh, a, a nice uh, hat you know, winter an orange, <laughs> orange winter hat that says that says on it "Cookie Party," but don't be misled. And then <laughs> this CD that you may know called Shakespeare, and a couple of seasons of Mad Men. Please welcome, please welcome Paul F. Tompkins, Anthony Jeselnik, and John Hamm. Happy New Year! The first thing Paul Tompkins says to me is, you happy now? It's finally a big crowd. And it's like, I complained like twice a few months ago. But you were really, really really complaining. I was really upset. 
I like people sitting on the floor uncomfortably. And that's what's happening tonight. So I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, these three gentlemen, of course, have all qualified for the next round, this particular round of the Tournament of Championships. And please don't write to me on Twitter and say it's championships, not, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I just want to throw this out to all three of you, Anthony, John, Paul. Uh, what a funny order of names. People will laugh at anything at this point. Thanks for wearing the baggy shorts right there in the front row. I appreciate that, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. I know it's like 75 degrees outside, but you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be so, so excited about it. Let's go down the line. Anthony, have you seen Hugo? And if you did, was it in 3D? Uh, I did not. We'll never see Hugo. <laughs> yeah! I like the way this is going. John Hamm, Hugo, 3D. No and no. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's go three for three. Paul F. Tompkins. I have not seen Hugo, but I am open to the possibility that the universe will somehow lead me to see it in the future. <laughs> but regular style, not 3D. Oh, I don't want to see it at all. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I'm saying that there are forces beyond my control that may have me seeing Hugo in the future. Well, here's what happened. It's called Stop, maybe my seeing Hugo in 3D will save the world. I was thinking more like it might be your wife that wants to see it, but something's going to make you see it. And it's, it not gonna, it's not going to be me because I watched 30 minutes of it with these heavy fucking goggles on that they give you at the arc light that are un uncomfortable from the second you put them on. I mean, I know I have a big fat head, but they're just, they're uncomfortable and I'm sitting there watching it and it's a, and the movie I've been told over and over again, it's about the magic of the movies. And I watched 30 minutes of it and nobody mentions movies or anything to do with movies in that part of it. And to me, it's like, if you're going to make me wear 3D glasses, please keep it around 90 minutes. You know what? I picture you being so stoned, you're wearing three pairs of glasses. <laughs> I do have prescription lenses and sunglasses that I like to wear in the theater. So I will triple up as if I'm John Lennon on the Double Fantasy album cover. Now, you put the sunglasses on for daytime scenes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just hurriedly, like, oh, what a hassle it is. When is somebody going to make glasses that adjust? <laughs> you need transition becomes, 3D lenses. I need transition 3D lenses. Yeah. Somebody get on that so well, that I can never I, wear them. I wanted to say, I've, I've, I've seen 3D movies many times, and I've never found the glasses that uncomfortable. They're really that every time? Because they're not the same. They're sort of different every times. time. Yeah. yeah, so, but the, for some reason, the last two times I went, there were these glasses that, like, they're really heavy on the bridge of your nose, and they're also, like, almost like you're going to go to a party in them or something. Like, they're, like, cool guy. Like, they're, like... <laughs> It's like you're, it, it, you know, your your vision is cut off on the top and the bottom. Like they're forcing you to watch a letterboxed movie in a motion picture theater because they're no. too stylish. The you go, you too did stylish. go to the arc light. Yeah, the so arc light. You, so you were given the hipster 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I made they the mistake like, of going to the arc light. I should go to Howard heavy. Johnson's where they're exactly. they're made out of paper. <laughs> that was rude. That's not that's not fair to say about the ghetto. Very rude. Oh. Also, did you say Howard Johnson or Magic Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> I might have said Howard Johnson, where the glasses Howard. are made out of pancakes. Now, <laughs> Magic Johnson. I'd like extra syrup, please. 
Magic Johnson is the movie theater. Howard Johnson's is where Magic got AIDS. <laughs> Little known fact. Little known fact. Don't it would have been, like, been a lot cooler if he got AIDS in his own movie theater. Yeah. That guy would have been working overtime. He's cooler than AIDS. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not cooler. He could have gotten AIDS while watching the if basketball down. More sophisticated. Yeah. Maybe more sophisticated. But yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. No, that is the correct term. <laughs> have you guys been to the movies lately? Start yes. With, start with Anthony. Uh, I saw... <laughs> <laughs> I saw one I really liked called uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. I like that a lot. You did? No one saw that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Tilda great. Swinton is a uh, lot of being As heavily... She's, <laughs> she's, a, she's a lot of awards organizations are uh, giving her kudos. Well deserved. So, yeah, and you, you really liked it. Yeah, I did. Right, yeah, cool. but I mean, it's about a school shooting, so of course. But, uh, Classic holiday good. fair. Yeah, well, it's called Anthony Getting Material. I'll go see that school shooting movie. What about you, J.H.? I saw The Descendants. Good one. I liked it. Yeah. That I saw girl. it in 3D. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when George Clooney's running, those flip-flops are coming Amazing. right at you. Amazing. <laughs> that scene where they're at that beach, their beautiful beach, it looks Gorgeous. like a beach. Gorgeous. Because that's what drove me crazy about Hugo was just like stuff that happens in regular movies. It wasn't like no one, the, no one's sticking stuff out at you. So why bother? Other than I guess the depth thing. The is depth. Exciting. I think for animated films it works really well the, the, because it puts you in the world of this this animated film. But for other things that I've seen 3D, I find it does not work as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I respect Martin Scorsese, but you know children's movies. What did he put his mom in this one? Oh, she's she's passed on. Is she no longer with him? There's it's a, a scene where there's like a box that she might be in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so the answer then is yes. Yeah. Didn't she get killed? Yeah, not such a dumb question, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, what have you seen, Paul? Uh, the other night I saw the girl with the dragon tattoo. And I don't care about your personal <laughs> relationships. <There was laughs> what film? It was also at a Howard Johnson. This is now. This is my. This <laughs> with Magic Johnson. This was my second attempt at seeing a movie version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Because we, my wife and I, tried to watch that Swedish version. Could not handle it. It was horrible. Like, yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of reading. We couldn't get past the first rape. And we were like, oh, this isn't, this isn't, I read that book, but this isn't fun to see acted out at all. <laughs> I know in Sweden they're very <laughs> relaxed about sex stuff. So maybe it's my prudishness that I did not enjoy that hideous, brutal rape. So we turned it off, but I knew the Hollywood version would not be as brutal. And it wasn't, but still pretty brutal. But and there was twice, a, right? Yeah. There yeah. was a thing that uh, that bothered me was Daniel Craig's character did this thing with his glasses. Uh, and this is a pet that you would like mind. to do for our podcast listeners. But I will describe it, Doug. <laughs> Come on. D- I'm not one of your dumb friends. Come I on. know. I know. I know. You're a pro. You're one of my smart friends. So <laughs> I'm so delighted you confirmed it. <laughs> so <laughs> so he does. Now, there's a pet peeve of mine forever is actors who clearly don't wear glasses. Their character wears glasses, and you can tell because they're touching their fucking glasses all the time. You never see anybody in life constantly like just reassuring themselves that they have glasses on their face 
Like constantly, Woody Allen maybe is the only person. So Daniel Craig did a thing that I've never seen in life where to take his, to like take his glasses off but still have them around rather than push them up on his head, which I've seen people do, mm-hmm. he did this thing where he would, he would hook them on one ear and have them hanging under his chin. No one, you've never seen anyone do this in life. I have seen. It's weird. I've seen someone do that. But all I thought yeah, the entire picture. time was that is weird. Get a picture of it and we'll put it on uh, the internet. And it's like one time I'm like, uh, oh, okay, that's a thing that happened. Okay. Like 50 times he does it. It took me right out of all the rapes. I cannot concentrate on this rape. What was going on with those glasses? I get bothered when the, uh, there's a couple of famous bald dudes that always have glasses on their forehead. That to me is like, <laughs> yeah. can't you just get a bad t- tattoo? Yeah. That's a, a, a bad, uh, I meant to say, instead of tattoo, I meant to say toupee. <laughs> They're so close, you guys. The, gr- you, the, the girl with the dragon toupee. The girl with the dragon toupee is, is a delightful... Scor- Mickey Rooney's in that, Scor- I think. Scorsese's next animated right. project. Yeah. All right, shall we play a game? Just got all war games in here. It came around extra fast. You guys are great guests to talk to, especially Anthony, but... uh, (laughs) But uh, we got to play. This is an important game. You're playing to three points. The winner is going to advance to the finals. You can feel the tension. This is this is actually there's more on the line here than the uh, GOP caucuses tonight. <laughs> hey oh, oh, those poor guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the winner of that never goes on to to win. This, hey, tonight hey. we may have a future winner on our hands. Just uh, just keep going, Dennis Miller. <laughs> Doug, you had that oh, coming. Fuck you. I did. Dennis Miller is very against the GOP. You have a good point. No, he isn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. He's got a lot of money. Are you... Now that you're so successful, John Hamm, are you going to switch... Oh, I thought it was going to be... Political... Because <laughs> I think that's the only reason, like, a Charlton Heston, rest in peace, or a Kelsey Grammer, also rest in peace... <laughs> where they will switch over political allegiances because they come so rich yeah. that really what they're all what they're mostly concerned about is keeping their money and no one murdering them <laughs> and that that makes you vote okay we got off track <laughs> we're here to play this game we don't we don't care about politics tonight let's forget about it tonight <laughs> just take your hat off for one night <laughs> he likes the sports team all right Go my favorite sports team. Brian Regan, remember? Is that one of his bits? Yes. He's so funny. Is he, he's, he's still with us? He's still with us. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Let's bring him out. Here he comes. Let's bring him right here. You two, the next time you fly somewhere. <laughs> All right. We get to uh, start with Anthony, then we'll go to John, then we'll go to Paul F. Tompkins. Anthony gets to pick a category. Anthony, would you like... The number one movie, this is suggested by King of Pancakes. The number one movie 
Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Jordan was on top of that. I was so anxious to get into the tournament that we didn't pick name tags. Everybody... Everybody pick a name tag. Well done, Jordan. Don't pick Jordan, though. <laughs> he, doesn't even, he doesn't even try. Yeah, you got to take the ambulance bill. That's a good... That's a great name tag. Are you cool if I read your address? John Hamm doesn't seem to have fallen for John the Waterfront, oh. which is a clever, clever tag that you have. So what do you have there, Anthony? Uh, mine says, if you pick Aviv, is Aviv how you pronounce that? If you pick Aviv, he will smoke marijuana for the first time. Also, here's an Arby's gift card. Wow. Wow. Aviv, Aviv put a lot on the line. I think how that's going to bode well for future guests on the show. How much is the, uh, how much you is the guys, gift card You guys, gift for? cards will get selected, probably. Your mom gave it to you, so you don't know how much is on this? You could have just given me a million dollars in cholesterol. $10 at Arby's is a million dollars at Arby's. <laughs> you, can't, you can't eat $10 worth or a million dollars worth. Either I way, might, you're fucked. I might own a franchise. Bring a friend. Great name tag, Aviv. Let's go to John Hamm. Who'd you pick? I picked uh, David Cahill's pot license. <clears throat> you brought your pot license? And I also have his home address, his social security number, What's and his, his driver's license number. Yeah. Oh, it's not on here. Thank God you have a photographic memory. No, but his driver's license is B832. <laughs> what could somebody do with that? Vote? All right, Paul F. Tompkins has got... I'm playing for Mark. Mark, who... Uh, his name tag is an ambulance bill. <laughs> I like all these name tags have a story. Yeah, it's a now great, he's, great way to start the new year. It looked like it's still in the envelope. He started to open it and then said, you know what, wait. <laughs> what am I rushing for? I'm going to Douglas movies. What, am I an ambulance? I don't need the ambulance anymore. <laughs> exactly. I ain't getting any weller. His guests seem like very nice people who might choose me to not win any money that would help me to pay this bill. But maybe you yeah, maybe could uh, go to a pawn shop and get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah. A pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> In pawn shops, Jessel Nick Shakespeare goes for three fifty, don't ask me how I know. He gave me a copy. It was very nice of him, but you know, it's time That's to That's three hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh boom. Yeah, you heard me. What a what a horribly overpriced CD. <laughs> All right, here it. we go. We'll start with you, Anthony. Thank sure. you, Jordan, for reminding me to pick contestants. It's a crucial, crucial part of the show. <laughs> uh, at King of Pancakes suggested the number one movie 10 years ago to this very day. So number one movie 10 years ago. Uh, of course, we've heard about it ad nauseum, but it's still, I'm going to plug it until the day I go. I'm going on the Weezer cruise, and so films with Weezer on the soundtrack, no one ever picks this category. <laughs> and no one ever will. No, because who remembers which soundtracks had Weezer? I'll, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one of them. Shrek Forever After <laughs> had, had a Weezer song. And then your third option, Anthony, is movies with four letters in the title, an example, of course, being milk. Which one of those categories would you like to Are you clapping for the example? Okay. 
It was uh, from I mean, a previous like show. Milk. I pick one from a previous show, and I keep recycling that category. I'm gonna so go. Uh, I'm gonna go number one from ten years ago. All right. This movie was number one at the boxes box office. The boxist. Boxist office. Was it the boxist? <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago, to this very day, three stars from Leonard. He calls this movie sprawling. He also <laughs> describes his own way of sitting in a theater as, as sprawling. <laughs> And he also says about this movie that it was followed by a sequel. It's from 2001, three stars, and you get... Wouldn't it be 2002? What? <laughs> it's, it's Two Oceans 12! What the fuck is wrong with me? All right, this movie is from 11 years ago today. <laughs> Category change. I did the research a few days ago. So is it, it's, it's from January 2001? Was the number one movie. Okay. January 2001. Don't, don't act like <laughs> How dare you enough. question me? Yeah, you're, you're I said good me. day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone is here, to correct me. 2001, this movie was the number one movie on January 3rd. I'm pretty sure it might have been March 18th. (laughs) Three stars. Leonard calls it sprawling. He says it's followed by a sequel. And there are 14 names. How many names do you get in, Anthony Jeselnik? We're playing to three points. I'm going to guess I could do it in nine names. Let's go to opening bid. Go to John Hamm. Five. Whoa. You are a mad man. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Don't even clap. Don't do anything but groan like it's the Republican caucus. <laughs> Number one, January 2001. Mm-hmm. Sprawling. Mm-hmm. Sequel. Sequel. That's it, right? That's all you get. Mr. Ham said five names. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say John named that movie. Oh. Here we go. Well, shit. <laughs> I would, Give me five names, I would venture to guess you're going to get this. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. Disappointing. <laughs> but I will also say to help you, Paul, we do need an exact title. Your names are... Ian Holmes, Sean Bean, Hugo Weaving, Christopher Lee, Orlando Bloom. Exact title, please. (laughs) The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings. That is correct! (laughs) There's no need for that. All right, you gonna be a Sam Levine about it? <laughs> <laughs> Please, no Sam Levines tonight. This is all. This is all for fun. Uh, all right, so Paul challenged John. So we start with Anthony again, and and then go to Paul. And Anthony gets to pick from "Too Long for Lynn." That's movies that Leonard Maltin thinks are too long. <laughs> he feels that way about most of them. Another very specific category, Rocky movies. 
That's movies with the word Rocky in the title. I think there's about seven. And then at Kubrick97 suggested Ride the Movies, which is films based on an amusement park ride. Which one would you like? Aren't there like one of those? I think I've, I've counted up at least four. Uh-huh. <laughs> Says Smarty Pants in row three. <laughs> I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Rocky. Nice. This movie with Rocky in the title is from 1979. Leonard Mullen gives it three stars. He says about this movie, officially a sequel. (laughs) This slightly silly film is more of a rehash, but the climactic bout hits home. That's the whole review. He wrote, he wrote, he summed this movie up in about 14 words. And he lists five names. How many names do you think you can get it in, Anthony Jesselder? I think I can name this movie in negative three names. Oh, shit! I knew it would be on. Now we go to Paul F. Tompkins. Because the order switches every time. John looked at me like, what? (laughs) For the listeners. You guys know he did it. I think I can name that movie in negative four names. Oh! Now it's coming around to you. So you can either say name it or you can go negative all five names. Do the names have to go bottom and top? No, top, bottom, but in the right order. Oh, in the right order. Yeah, top building to the bottom building. So you'd have to be able to name all five people that are listed in the proper order that they were billed. According to Leonard Maltin, who fucking changes shit sometimes. So it's anybody's guess. So it's not according to the movie. It is according to Leonard Maltin, who usually gets it from the movie, but every once in a while. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You've been bitten by it. I have. What do you think, John? I'm only coming up with four, so Paul named that movie. Paul named that movie. All right, let's see what happens together as a family. (laughs) What's the film called? I'm going to say that film is called Rocky II. Good guess, and correct as well. I'm going to say your first actor in that film uh-huh. is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you have to name all four. I can't help you. But you know what? Oh, I'm, I'm going to give you that one. Thank, thank you. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you as soon as you're wrong. Just lay out all four. And now, then this say. is where it gets tricky. Yes. <laughs> yes, it do. Hold on. Let me pose for this picture. guy denied me. He wants a natural shot. He doesn't want you posing. Is actor number two (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to say until you get through all four. Uh, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, Burt Young. What? Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers. <laughs> then Burgess fucking Meredith. Can you believe What? It? That's bullshit. <laughs> everybody acted like they were shocked that I gave that order. John Am has two points, everybody. 
I don't like this. <laughs> I know he was in the movie. But it's but here's the thing. I'm going I'm trying to second guess fucking Leonard Malton. I'm not saying what should what actually happened. It's like this crazy old uh, goon. What's uh, <laughs> name name calling is going to get you nowhere, Paul. I'm just ashamed. It, may, it does make me feel good. Fair enough. Leonard <laughs> loves the podcast by the way. He listens every week. Leonard, you're a crazy old goon. <laughs> stop stop rearranging the order of the credits. <laughs> Len Let's bring him out. It's like an episode of Maury. <laughs> Len Walton is not the father. <laughs> All right, well, that's, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the real billing or not, but that's, that's how Leonard listed it. So, sorry, Paul. I accept your apology. <laughs> All right, so uh, Anthony is staying out of the fray every time, so we'll start with him again, but this time we'll go to John. And you get to pick a category, Anthony. Are the contestants allowed to be on their phones during the game? <laughs> as, long as, uh, as long as they're trying to cheat, that's the only reason <laughs> to be on your phone. Are you still on MySpace? Are you <laughs> 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 he just, when John gets off camera, he loves to get on his phone because he can't, he's not allowed to use it in scenes of the sh- on the show. <laughs> All right. Wait, so am I picking the category and then he goes first? Is that what we're doing? You pick the category and you go first, okay. and then it goes okay. to John. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't skip you, Anthony. <laughs> Would you like... IFC recently listed the most underrated comedies of all time, so this would be an underrated comedy, according to IFC. Uh, this is a category that no one ever picks, and no one ever will, <laughs> called Beta Carradine. That's films that feature someone in the Carradine acting dynasty, <laughs> David, John... Martha Plimpton. Keith. Keith would be another one. No extra points for, for knowing that. And then Conan the Barber suggested uh, I Love Movies, which is movies that have an exclamation point in the title. What would you like? Underrated comedies, Beta Carradine, or I Love Movies? Give me, uh, give me the exclamation point, please. Exclamation point in the title. This film is from 1980. Three stars from Leonard. He calls it very funny. And he says, stay tuned through the final credits. I don't know why he says that. Because I don't know what staying tuned has to do with remaining in your seat. Don't turn off your your ham radio. John. And there are nine names listed. I'm going to go for zero names. Whoa! <laughs> Anthony goes zero names, so we come to John. You can either tell him to name it or go negative names. Now, I'm still confused on if I go negative one, do I have to get the first person? Yeah, top top build. I'll go negative one. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins. These are fierce competitors. 1980, exclamation point in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? Stay, stay tuned, of course, to the credits. <laughs> but what was the other thing? That it very, was funny. very funny. Very <laughs> funny. That's, that's it, just very funny? Yeah, According to Leonard Maltz. TBS, the movie. <laughs> Ex- exclamation point. <laughs> You've been burned before. It's true. John, name that movie. Whoa. You've been burned both ways, you know. I just told you to name the fucking movie. I'm I didn't, reminding I didn't you that tell you to give burns. me a history of my burns. <laughs> by having me name. So you have to tell me the name of the I've been movie. burned every which way, John. 
Is this something you want to talk about? <laughs> With Leonard Malton, yes. <laughs> Let's bring him out. <laughs> Your anger at Leonard's really, uh, you know, I don't know what it's the father he never had. It's what drives me, Doug. It's what drives my whole life. All right. Okay, Doug. So you have to name the movie and the top billed performer. I think the movie is Airplane with an exclamation point. Maybe. And I think the top billed person would be Robert Hayes. You are correct on both counts. It's a John Hamm shutout. Three in a row for John Hamm. I can't believe this. doesn't get more impressive than that. This is bullshit. <laughs> Let me tell you something, John Hamm. In 40 years, you'll be a fucking has-been. You're right, Anthony. Yeah, I am right. I look forward to the ensuing 40 years of awesomeness, however. <laughs> and I wonder... Take what you can get, man. What are you clapping for? That was the point of the fucking joke. He doesn't get points for my joke. I hereby see all my points to Anthony. Paul, what's uh, what's going on? You're just checking your phone. You, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna see what's up on Twitter and stuff. Leonard hit you back? No, haven't heard back from Len. (laughs) Let's see what IMDb how they list it. That's what I was looking up, and by the way. They agree with you. And Leonard. And Leonard. Yeah. So, Paul, See, that you've was been the burned real billing. a third time. That was a real billing, Paul. You just don't feel bad. You forgot Carl Weathers. Who doesn't I, forget look, Carl Weathers? I didn't forget Carl Weathers. Here's what I remembered. That Burgess Meredith was a fucking Hollywood legend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I didn't give proper respect to the star of Action Jackson. <laughs> Burgess fucking Meredith. (laughs) The penguin and that Twilight Zone where his glasses broke. I tried to continue to defend your point, but nobody cares. Well done. You'll be back someday. When somebody somebody puts a magic top hat on my head. (laughs) I forgot. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> plugs, Anthony Jessenick. Anything to plug? Uh, when does this come out? I was asked that. Friday. Friday. I'll mm-hmm. be at the Tempe Improv uh, tonight and tomorrow. The Temprov. Temprov. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it'll be too late for that. Tonight and tomorrow. No, I mean, oh, I, you mean Friday night? Yeah, Friday and Saturday. <laughs> God damn it, Doug. Hey, see you guys there later on tonight. Don't go see it. Don't, he's not at the Tempe Improv. I've Don't go a plane. see him at the Tempe Improv on, on Friday or Saturday. Well, that's, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's a, that's a fun place, Tempe. Uh, John Hamm, you are in the third finals of the Tournament of Championships, and you are a possible competitor in the Super Tournament of Championships. Who cares? <laughs> Where you will be competing, you'll be taking on, if you get there, Matt Bronger and Sam the Man Levine, Lil Wolverine. At least I was spared that. (laughs) At least you were spared not having to go up against him again. And um, uh, hopefully you can do it. Uh, You have a very busy schedule, so so we'll see. Is there anything 
Uh, new season of Mad Men starts when? March 25th. Nice. And is the goal of the show to eventually catch up to now? Like to eventually take place now? Yeah. And then go into the future, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. That's exactly what the goal is. I like it. Stay on the air. Make it happen. And uh, any films in the can? John uh, Hamm? Friends with Kids, starring a friend of the show, Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be released on March 9th. Uh, and, uh, and, that's, and that's about the size of it. That's it. Paul, you're checking your schedule. I am. Yeah, what do you got coming up, Paul? I want to be prepared. Tell us about some I stuff. I just can't put this down. Uh, w- uh, this is a Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday and you live in, a, if you're in the Los Angeles area, come see me and Chris Tallman uh, on the uh, the Dead Authors uh, show right here at UCB, which is uh, to benefit 826LA. He will be playing the role of, that's right, he'll be playing uh, Arthur Conan Doyle to my H.G. Wells. Um, it's funny already, you guys. People already love it. The reviews are in. Um, I'm doing a bunch it of shows. It was futuristic. I'm doing a bunch of shows at Sketchfest in San Francisco, uh, but uh, I'm very excited to do the Vancouver Comedy Festival in February. Mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, participating in a live version of the Super Ego podcast. Super Ego. Uh, so Vancouver listeners, there's still tickets available, but they are going fast. So uh, get some tickets for that shit. And also. <laughs> Uh, you I really are well prepared for your plugs. I will be doing, this is very rare. I'll be doing an hour of stand-up right here in Los Angeles at Largo with the Coronet on, uh, fr- on Saturday, February 11th. Thank you, John. Yeah, slow clap it. That does not happen often, but it's, a new, it's my new hour of material that I'll be taking out on tour in May. Nice. It's pretty nice. <laughs> and Doug, it's very nice. Yes, you're sir. nice to ask everybody if they have plugs. Well, you know, it's a thing that Thanks, Doug. you deserve. <laughs> I don't think people thank you enough. Well, thank you for thanking me. I and think they just have, though. It's, we've reached it. Yes, we've finally, yeah. Good, finally, for, a, for the year. Yeah, one. Just okay. one. <laughs> we could go back to normal now. I need to get the, I need, what? <laughs> what are you yelling at me? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you to it's everybody catchy. that comes to the show, that listens to the show, that, in, that enjoys it. I especially like them, the people who enjoy it. Um, Anthony was playing for Aviv. Aviv, yes. Yeah, so Aviv needs to come over and pick a shithead for me to uh, name after, if you don't mind walking over here and telling me, unless it's on the back of your... Is it on the back of that thing? Yeah, come over. And Mark, you didn't put it on the back of your thing. So just come over. Here, just write down the name of a shithead anywhere you want on that piece of paper. And also, since we do have a couple extra minutes, John Hamm shut it down so fast, we we were ending early. (laughs) And the first time in the history of this show... Aviv, good luck smoking pot tonight. No judgment. Oh, that's a good one. Those are both good ones. <laughs> kind of abstract. Uh, let's go through really quickly. And Anthony, do you have, what was your, if you can name one, because I know sometimes it's hard to do, but what was your favorite movie of, of last year? God, did MacGruber come out last year? Was that the year before? That's I think that was the year before. I would have to say off the top of my head, 13 Assassins was fucking awesome. That's a good one. Check it out, you guys. John Hamm? I enjoyed the Money Ball. Yeah, Money Ball. I like that a great deal. Paul F. Tompkins? Uh, Money Ball, probably my number one. Number two, I'd say Attack the Block. Nice. I won! Did you guys, did you guys see 
Yes. It's good. I just saw it the other night. It's very good. Didn't count it because I didn't see it in 2011. Right. But also just underappreciated. Underappreciated. It is underappreciated. I was kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That really, that divided the crowd. I can't believe I just lost to that fucking guy. I only watched half of it, but the point is, I saw the fun half before cancer. So check it out. Check it out and watch watch all of it. It's good. Uh, my plugs are WeezerCruise.com, SFSketchFest.com, and VancouverComedyFest.com. And uh, thanks again, great competitors, Anthony Jesselnick, John Hamm, and Paul F. Tompkins. We still have... According to my watch, we still have three minutes. According to the UCB clock, we have one minute. So anything you want to throw in right now, just just toss it in there, you guys. Just anything you want to say. White power. What? John Hamm? Why did John Hamm yell white power? You could have said anything. I don't know. I don't know. But we're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. As always... Marijuana is a shithead, and 2011 is a shithead. (laughs) 